0: Welcome to season two of Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. Now you may notice a drop in audio quality compared to previous episodes. You see, Matt has fallen into the Twilight Zone and can only communicate through the ether. But afraid not, dear listener. You are still in store for all the same dreadful jokes, eerie impressions, and terrifying trivia. So, sit back, enjoy the show. Mua. <laughs> Leatherface, yellow
1: leather face, red leather face. Not too hard. <laughs> She's burnt up like a wing and his name is Fred. A horror movie. We have the Twilight Zone. You're listening to DJ Terra on Radio Slasher. Today is day 528 since the horror bros' disappearance. You know, George, this next recording got me thinking Are you a figment of my imagination? Uh, probably. Right, well that's troubling. Anyways, this recording was dated September 20th, 2020 where the boys are joined by self-proclaimed cartoonist, himbo, giant sword boy, fighting game aficionado, Mark El Dudes Rock Martinez. They have a very animated discussion and watch Perfect Blue. Stay tuned.
2: Hello and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And this week, we were joined by a very special guest, and we made him watch a horror movie. Uh, Our guest this week is, of course, comic book artist extraordinaire and writer, Mark Martinez. Yeah. You've probably never heard of me, but I am extraordinaire.
1: (laughs) Well, we're fans. Yes. (laughs) So, Mark, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, what you do.
2: Uh, I'm Mark. I am... Friends with Matt and Zach. Uh, <laughs> and that makes it sound like, yeah, I guess we're friends. I don't know. <laughs> wow, we um, had Mark on this week, and I, I don't know where we stand now. <laughs> he was really upset over that warm-up <laughs> I was just like, man, they put me on, I, and then they made me say this dumb line. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm never going back. They didn't even pay me. um Yeah, we're we're good buds when we hang out, but. Obviously, this is how we hang out now. Yeah, um, and uh, I make comics. I I do illustration. I'm learning how to animate things, uh, not cartoons. I'm reanimating bodies to keep oh, them of course, in line of with course. the horse. That's I hear yeah. that's a tough major. Yeah, it is. Um, I used to host a podcast with Matt about hey. comics. Um, hey, <laughs> uh, I know. I used to go to school with matt zach and i we hang out we don't have as, as much of a history like that in a sense, but we did go to cons and like draw together
1: good times it's okay mark our relationship is still blossoming
2: we've eaten pizza together yeah that that's how you know you're
1: really friends
2: if you eat pizza together. So thank you thank you for having me on
1: yeah that was the episode uh check us out yeah. next week
2: <laughs> bye-bye everybody
1: so that's who you are but tell the people like what's your history with horror movies
2: yeah i i didn't really get into horror movies until maybe i was like a teenager i think that's because i finally like i don't know maybe it was hormones or just like whatever (laughs) everyone seems to get into horror movies when they're like in a teen as a teenager rarely do i meet people who are like yeah i've always liked horror movies
1: like that shit didn't scare me (laughs) like you're a baby well yeah, listen to our guest episodes. Yeah, That's pretty much every one of them.
2: I think the first horror movie I ever saw was The Exorcist when I was like five, which is not a good idea. Uh, depending <laughs> this on the is a context. story, we hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was five, and my parents made <laughs> the terrible choice. <laughs> it's always like, it's like, yeah, like your dad or your mom who's like kind of Catholic or super Catholic. Yeah, and then they're just like, watch this, it's good, and then. And then you're just terrified to go to bed that night.
1: Am <laughs> I the only one that didn't have parents like
2: this? Yeah. Possibly. Well, they didn't um, make me watch The Exorcist, I got the Omen. So <laughs> Yeah, I I remember I used to I I would watch like a lot of movies with my mom and go to the video store a lot back when those were a the thing. They always had like the posters as well as the boxes for the movies. And I just remember like the horror section was just always like the most gruesome covers. Like I used to be scared of them. Then when I, as a oh, teenager, I was like, yeah. "Man, this is sick," and I would start judging them by the cover, which isn't the best, depending on like the budget of the film. Because they're <laughs> really good, and they got they have I mean, a terrible pe- terrible box art. <laughs> that cool Jack Frost cover. The Lenticular terrible movie though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would say, uh, like, I think the Hellraisers always had great covers.
1: But Most anyway, of those are very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think
2: everything after maybe like three. Yeah. It's like
1: unwatchable.
2: <laughs> <watching>. <laughs> yeah. Matt has not
1: made me watch any of those. Not yet.
2: Uh, that was in the suggestions. I think. When, yes. Yeah. When, because uh, I suggested this movie, listeners. Uh, uh, so, so uh what movie did you bring us this week, Mark? Well, listeners, if you did not read the title of the episode, <laughs> we watched Perfect Blue, the 90s anime animated classic from Satoshi Kone.
1: But yeah, Mark gave us a whole list of things, and me being animator, the second I saw an animation, I was like, yes, give me that right now.
2: Uh, the, the second I saw that this was on the list, I was like, I know which one's actually go to pick. <laughs> and I'm excited because this was a first time watch for me too. So, um,
1: Zach, what'd you think of this movie? I freaking loved it. This was like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything animated, I'm gonna be like, this is the best shit ever. Uh, cause oh yeah.
2: Fuck real people. Fuck
1: yeah. real butt, mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. <laughs> 2D, 2d booty all the way. <laughs> um, cause I, I'm pretty sure on our Oscars episodes, I complained a lot about how Oscars treats animation and people don't take it seriously and it's a big problem and it makes me very mad. So seeing a film like this, that's all animated and taken seriously as a piece of film makes me very happy. And I felt like this was the better version of uh high tension, like at least in like the psychological, like, is she the killer? Yeah. Like that. this did it so good. I, I think Satoshi
2: Kon has always been like, have you seen his other Films, Zach.
1: no i'm not big on anime so i haven't seen a lot of anime
2: oh okay i would recommend his films if you're not big into anime because they're kind of like this nice bridge between definitely see what because japan is known for taking like animation a little more seriously like just mm-hmm. as an art form right like it's a medium that people respect a little bit more and and their comics like everyone is just yeah. like yeah this stuff is for everyone it's that's so cool yeah yeah Get on in America. Like I remember I remember Brad Bird getting mad in like an interview or like on Twitter or something, because somebody was like, Oh, I thought Incredibles 2 was like really good for a kid's movie. And he was like, I didn't make a kids' movie. I made a movie that's animated and kids can like. Like Hell yeah. Respect the process, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Animation isn't the genre, it's a medium. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I, I think Considering how much animation is usually, at least here, um, designed for children, it's very hard to imagine a horror movie, let alone like a more mature story being told through animation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it pulls it off pretty well mm-hmm. uh considering I mean this is like before digital, so that's all like hand drawn yeah. stuff. Like, they, they really take full advantage of the medium in this movie. Like, it was clearly designed, like, you can only do this movie in animation. And I, I really appreciate that. Do you want to talk about the story? I don't want to talk over anyone. <laughs> <that's probably been laughs> like, well, speaking of talking about stories, thank you for that said, Mark. Hey, Zach, Hey, Mark. how fast can you summarize this movie? This is going to be a real fucky one. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Your time to beat is one minute and forty seconds from last week.
1: And I didn't write anything down, so it was gonna be Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're
2: gonna I'll do three, two, one, go. You ready? Three, two, one.
1: Go. All right, so we open up on Power Rangers Turbo. Uh, <laughs> I, I got really confused because I thought Mark tricked us, but, but also still excited. And then uh, we cut to Pop Idol Star. Oh, it wasn't Charm. What was it? Cham. It was Cham. 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 Off by one letter. Cham. It was Cham. <laughs> and main girl Mima. Uh, that's what I kept <laughs> writing her, reading her name as she's the main pop idol but she doesn't want to be a pop idol anymore her manager's telling her to be an actress so she becomes a super serious actress does does risque things that i was a little surprised <coughs> to see um, and and she keeps seeing herself and the editing's really good and you don't know what's real you don't know what's the tv show you don't know what she's dreaming about is it goes all over the place and then her uh i thought it was her mom but i guess it's not uh they're Agent Lady Rumi, uh, surprise, she was the killer all along. A lot of people die, I forgot to mention that. Um, and she's been dressing up as her and killing all the people that make her do the risque things. And uh, we end the film on a breakfast club moment. That's, <laughs> that's really all I could do to summarize this movie. It's, it's real hard. <laughs> and time. Wow, 1 minute 17 seconds. I
2: didn't think you beat your time from last week. But uh, I mean, it's like you
1: can't really summarize the middle of the movie, it's like the setup and then the ending. It's <laughs> uh, it's real weird for
2: like 40
1: minutes. It's also like a shorter
2: movie, too. So, yeah. As um, as Mark and I were talking about just for the podcast, hour twenty minutes, like most movies should be.
1: <laughs> well, yours is ninety <laughs> minutes, wasn't that your always go to? Ninety minutes should be
2: the length at max for most movies. N- ninety minutes, man—that's the. That <laughs> should be the average. Back in my day, yeah. for, <laughs> for for every 20, fifteen minutes 20, after that, you got to do something that blows my mind to like earn it.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't drag on like. Yeah, yeah, this they, movie moves, man. The only really long movie that I was okay with was The Shining, just cause it's nice to look at all the imagery. But
2: it justifies its runtime by being like, no, we want you to sit here like yeah. this guy. Like the movie I was saying was like A-Man and the Wasp. A-Man and the Wasp didn't need to be like two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> like <laughs> Robocop man, ninety minutes. Oh, yeah. Predator, ninety minutes. Like, yep. what happened, America? Yeah. <laughs> truly this is the darkest timeline (laughs) um yeah this is a really weird movie yeah um it uses it takes full advantage of animation and film as a medium to disorient the viewer yeah Yeah, as much as possible yeah um not just with like editing but also like with with like the color the character designs like that um kylo ren Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I
1: forgot to mention Kylo Ren. He- <laughs> Damn
2: it! Yeah, his design—like, you cannot make a person look like that in real life. Like, the one eye mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work. But instead, he looks like a shark. Like, <laughs> he looks like—I I don't know. Like, animation has, I guess, throughout like all of our lives has always been designed to be aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. um whether it's like something looks cool or something looks pretty or cute whatever rarely do you ever see something that actually looks like ugly mm-hmm. yeah that dude was ugly
1: yeah he's like yeah. the perfect it's great manifestation of this like damn it i forgot to make a simp joke in my summary too <laughs> that's why you write things down but i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to come up with something for this <laughs> but anyways, he was like perfectly designed to be that creepy.
2: One of the this is made like um, was it nineteen ninety five? I assume is when they were actually in production.
1: Yeah. So I looked um, it up. Uh, ninety seven was the Japanese release. Ninety nine was the US release.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so this movie involves a plotline with a stalker. Um, his name's Mimania. and he basically like is sending, or I guess it turns out that it's Rumi, is sending sends like a letter bomb. And in 1996, something like that actually happened. Oh, sure. um, so if, if you've ever, this didn't really like gain a lot of traction until maybe like 2012, I think, in the last few years, because it's only really ha- um, was known in the US. Uh, in 96, I believe there was this case called the Bjork stalker, where this guy became obsessed with Bjork and he basically became so obsessed with her he threatened he started like he threatened to send like a letter bomb to her because she had gotten married or she was dating someone i don't remember the exact detail but basically he was going to send a letter bomb to her and there was this like um he was going to kill her and then he was going to commit suicide um And he did. And there were like tapes released by the FBI. I remember this on the news. Um, Like it was it's really creepy if you ever look it up. Um, So if you're not into that, don't. (laughs) Um, I'm not into that at all. I just I just I, I just I just remember it. And I remember when I was watching this movie the first time like that that whole thing came up. Um, and when I was doing like my research for like, all right, I got to know shit about this stuff. when I talk, because Matt always <laughs> knows this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that happened. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> but uh, there's this really good um, video essay on YouTube. If you guys want to like, like, learn more about Perfect Blue um, by the YouTuber Super Eyepatch Wolf. Um, he does a lot of like animating stuff.
1: With a name um, like Super Eye Patch Wolf, I assume so. <laughs> if your parents name
2: you that, you have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and one th- one
2: thing, this uh, this movie like point, uh, I guess like kind of predicted was just like the like, internet outrage because that's that's like kind of like a m- part of the story where, as Mima, the main character, decides to switch from being an idol, uh, a pop idol, to an actress. Her uh, her super fans are just like, or, or I guess, I wouldn't say they're fans, I guess. They're like obsessed yep. um, they're observers. Mm. Uh.
1: Obsessed <laughs> observers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see that every day, like yeah. if like, yeah. you go on Twitter it, with, with people who are just like. Uh, it, it's really cool in this movie to see like the start of that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um,
2: like the start of like internet like culture. Well, I
1: guess it's not cool to see. Well, it's not cool, but like (laughs) it's
2: it's really it's fascinating. It's yeah. uh, (laughs) I I think the term is prescient, yes, or or predicted, kind of like that. Yeah, that idea. I mean, it's so early on in all of this that like they're literally is a scene explaining like, well, the World Wide Web, you see, is on. I mean, she gets a fax <laughs> for of you before that don't then. Know. I think that's how Alan Moore gets his emails. Like, he gets his assistance <laughs> to print uh, out the emails. I think a, emails. a fax is too like, modern <laughs> for Alan Moore. I think he has an eagle fly it to him. <laughs> <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> I guess, yeah, they print it for the eagle to take to right. Alan Moore. <laughs>
1: So perfect but, blue.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we open on uh, all the, the the pop idols doing a cool Power Ranger number. <laughs> yeah, they're I was cool. really
1: confused. They they're at a like amusement park and they're but like pop idols though. Like, but that's like
2: a thing. Like bands and stuff still play it like, or at least they used to like play it like six flags. Like,
1: yeah, and you're like, oh, this or, is like, the biggest arena
2: in this town. Yeah, yeah. So it's just weird to see now cuz that's not as much of a thing yeah that's before my
1: time like i was <laughs> yeah,
2: very confused I, mean, <laughs> I think you still see bands play like county fairs or whatever but that's kind of like it cuz they don't i think they don't like pay super well
1: cuz i mean like put put a power rangers show next to like some k pop or something that, right. they don't really match up in terms of like i
2: I would go to, like,
1: a concert,
2: guys. Uh, I, 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 I think, I think probably, probably maybe they have the same agency or something. Like, yeah. just booked, like, oh, we just bought an hour, and, like, the Power Rangers are going to go first, and then... Right, those are the uh, actors yeah. that we have, so they're going to do a Power Rangers fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a whole other movie... Just about those Power Ranger actors. Just like, yeah, all right, guys, we got a like red leather, yellow leather. Like we're yeah. gonna go out there and fucking rock this. Like <laughs> you do your stretches, I don't need you pulling your hamstring again, man. Last week you were off. This is the movie that I want now. <laughs> the squibs did not match up. <laughs> yeah, there's also a movie just about the other people in her band that are like, Man, she is getting Real weird lately. <laughs> oh, wow. I liked her yeah. show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She's really good on it. I'm real proud of her. Because like, they seem lovely. Like. <laughs> Crazy that guy died, though.
1: Just like the normal commentary, not dramatic. Yeah. Oh, man see that she
2: don't Probably she knew him super well it's probably fine <laughs> you know anyway that's how it how it opens basically yeah. power rangers <laughs> opens the show this, There's a pop- this There's is a pop- exactly 45 seconds of this movie we've covered so far <laughs> <laughs> But Zach was really like, "What the fuck, Mark? Like,
1: <laughs> was this uh, some um, con? Goddamn God Power was, Ranger <laughs> shit, Mark!" I was excited for it when I was like, "Did Mark trick us? I'm not mad. I, I'm happy about this." It's Power Ranger
2: type monsters.
1: <laughs> Perfect um, blue love story of the blue Power Ranger. But yeah, that, then, uh,
2: that's where that's where our stalker Kylo yeah, Simp yeah, Kylo in the shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Like Adam Driver, Adam Driver killed us in the the weird bad (laughs) American Netflix adaptation,
1: so. (laughs) Yeah, and he's, he's set up to be a Mima stalker.
2: I think they give it away with his design more so than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if he had been drawn more normal, like one thing about this movie is that, um, anime has an aesthetic that, you know, everyone kind of knows. They even like have a character just like that in the middle of the movie, um, like that poster we saw that was Yeah, really that weird. scared the shit yeah. out of me. <laughs> um <laughs> but, cons- but but uh the character design for people is is much more realistic than to what, you know, most people think of anime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably closer to something like Akira where you know, they have realistic proportions, the eyes aren't super yeah. big. Um Yeah, and this dude stands out. Um among the crowd because he looks so just ugly like if you google mm-hmm. me mania from perfect blue you'll see what we're talking about
1: yeah his, yeah. his eyes literally on the side of his head yeah he's a shark
2: like he is the predator of this
1: movie yeah that's deep
2: yeah. That's deep Mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> here on the it's intellectual deep. podcast that yeah. you didn't know you were listening to <laughs>
2: deep in the water if you will mm-hmm. Like a shirt, <laughs> so perfect blue, perfect deep blue scene, yeah, but the animation in this movie is just so good mm-hmm.
1: that's what I really like, like how you're saying like it's not like normal anime, and they like kind of make jokes about that, like with that random poster that's like yeah. super anime and it's like a hard cut, like I love that they are self aware like that.
2: They, they do a lot of hard cuts like yeah. I got whiplash watching this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like it's not because uh, uh, I'm taking storyboarding classes right now, and like the main thing is like don't break the 180 line because it can get confusing unless if you're intentionally breaking it. And this one they broke it, but when they did they it was intentional. They were trying to confuse you like what's real, what's not
2: yeah like yeah. the just the opening where they're getting ready the way it moves through that, is it's crazy because they even do stuff like places where there would be hidden cuts in like a traditional movie of like people walking in front of the camera that's like there <laughs> to make it feel like oh this is very real but it's also very much not because it all feels like one take but there are people like moving in and out of like almost reality <laughs> like-
1: yeah and i feel like like how we always talk about a worse version of this movie, a worse version of this movie would just have like dream sequences. And like, you don't know what's real, but they, they threw around so many different ideas of real life, her pop idol stuff, TV show, this dream sequence. Like there's so many things going on that it's, you don't know what's real. And it's like, that was the thing when we watch high tension, it was so predictable that twist, but like this, it's like when, when, Rumi came up and she was actually it. I was like, holy shit. I was completely that expecting my her. Mind. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They, they really set up those gotcha moments really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the taking advantage of like that down to the second level of cutting and the editing helps kind of like immerse you, but also disorient you to the point yeah. where she's an actress. So the actor role starts to blend into the real life which starts to blend into uh like her pop idol memories and so they all just start to swirl as like one big thing and then at that point you just don't know what is what even though each of those things is completely like valid it's not like a it's not set up to be like oh that whole thing it wasn't real like all of it is real it's just real in a a different sense yeah it's like an animation thing too like you can actually do like perfect Cuts to like really like blah, like just the background can cut out in a way that like live action can't. Yeah,
1: yeah. And two, it's like when in movies that are like so predictable, when something goes on in the background that like hint towards the big reveal at the end, it clues you in on it. But this now after the movie. When it's a good movie, after you watch the movie, you think back to it and like, holy shit, I didn't even notice that. Like, right now I'm realizing, oh, Rumi kept, like, disappearing and, like, not being around. That makes so much sense now. Yeah. Like, but she it didn't come in at take all. Seeing this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah,
2: I, I so think it, it takes advantage since animation itself requires, like, extensive knowledge of composition mm-hmm. um they take advantage of the fact that they've obviously framed things in a way that you will focus on stuff but um one thing we were talking about while watching the movie is that everything is so detailed so it's everything is detailed to the point where it is composed in a way you focus on the right thing but with that focus you'll miss the obvious clues um to everything as well as narratively speaking they um, they set it up so that it's not like, oh, well, I saw that coming, or yeah, Rumi was always like there yeah. because of the the whole utilizing memory and and um, what is it the TV uh, roles as like one big swirl of 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 uh, reality. Uh, you will miss those things, but it all makes sense because you've, you know, probably subconsciously processed everything. One of my favorite things that um, movies can do is like teach you how to watch them. Yeah. So like you like like the the best example is the is um, the way they use uh, the comic book origins and um, into the Spider Verse, so that you get to the point where all they have to do is show a comic book cover, and now you know that Miles Morales is ready to be Spider Man. Mm -hmm. and in this they really do that super well with um the take twos take three and the fish um, are such small details that cue you into like okay get ready you know to the point where like they don't even have to say like take anymore they just sometimes hear like a clack of like a board and your brain just knows like okay we're getting ready to cut to her in bed again it's so good
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and like i feel like too to your point mark too of like how composition is important in animation i feel like animation also takes storyboarding more seriously it's more integral part of the process compared to like films it depends on the director like i think i think it's ridley scott who said that like that's the first time he sees his movie like is when the storyboard is done and like puts importance on it but there's other directors that are like why what why do i need that this is we don't need this we just need to go shoot it so i feel like animation is since you have to spend so much time and it's locked in once you animate it then yeah. you have to be more thought out with how you do things
2: yeah yeah definitely i think uh one thing that really
1: um highlights
2: that is just how the sound like there's parts um the sound of the so cool yeah it's it's synced up so it has to sync up so like perfectly otherwise like it's gonna look weird if somebody thrusts and then maybe a minute later you hear you know (laughs) um i would not doubt if a lot of directors had seen this movie and and borrowed a lot from it like it's obviously influenced like a lot and we just don't know I think that yeah, you can see especially like in psychological like thrillers and horror, I feel like you can see the DNA of this movie moving through them a lot, at least visually. Yeah. Especially the way that like now like the trippy way to cut horror is um yeah, like the like match cut the I'm sorry, I'm doing the clackboard sound because that's how <laughs> they signify that it's gonna happen in the movie now. Um but like that's like kind of like the cool way to do it now is like just smash cut something else. Yeah, or you do the like, shoo, 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 like yeah. quick cuts, like <laughs> that are I, in this movie. I think with the way, like, if you look at um, online, like uh, TikTok shorts or Instagram or even YouTube, uh, how people make short films utilizing uh, a lot of visual effects, uh, you could probably do stuff that they did in this movie. Like how there's that part where you're you're watching Mima. But then it, it pulls back, and it's actually a screen. And mm. then it cuts, and it's back to Mima, but it's it's reality. Um, stuff like that, I think, could be done live action, but I don't think it would work as well as it so, does in animation. Yeah, your brain would never quite buy it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, especially how she kept seeing herself as the pop idol version of herself and kind of floats around and stuff. Like, that would kind of just look silly in real life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. if if she if it like glowed uh like it does but then at the end when it's Rumi and it's real you'd be like oh okay this is real like that mm-hmm. that is the obvious. Yeah. Like it was very it was a very subtle touch but it worked enough where uh you can see like do, there's that part at the end where Rumi is revealed and it's it's the fake Mima that Mima is projecting but then it's Rumi in the reflection and they're they're in perfect sync i i was just thinking like oh that wouldn't like that would look yeah. weird in, in real in reality like you'd yeah. never get it to sync up just right in yeah in like a live action movie i i will say that was probably the one thing that i didn't like about this movie though when they uh revealed uh Rumi it was like it was a little bit um look how gross she is she's fat like yeah i was a little bit like, ah i'm a little uncomfortable with that like I mean there's a lot in this movie that makes me pretty uncomfortable but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that there I it's it's uh, it's one of those like it's a yeah. product of its time kind of things. Yeah. Um we get a lot of those here especially in the horror genre I feel like you run into that stuff. So this is this is a uh, like archive fear episode like if you get to a point and you're like I don't want to see this that's okay guys. Just come listen to the podcast. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, If uh it, it's simulated um but there like this is like a trigger warning for anyone. Like I hope you haven't watched yeah. it before before we've gotten to this part. Um but there there is like a it's simulated but it's a, it's still a rape scene. Yeah. Um and there is like an assault, you know, Mima is assaulted by uh that guy Mimi. Yeah. So if if like you know, women being abused is like I mean being seen in film or TV, if if that makes you uncomfortable, then I would I would just not watch this movie. Yeah, um, I've never read the manga because I know it's it was adapted. Oh, is it from, adapted? Okay. Yeah, it's adapted from a manga, but I don't I don't know anything about that. So yeah, I wasn't sure if this was like a totally original like property or not. Did oh, the director work on the manga? Was he the creator of that too, or did he just adapt it? No, I, I think he just adapted. He 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 has this one short. I should have suggested this short as well, but he has like a. <laughs> like a short it's part of an anthology but he has a he does like a lot of horror style animation kind of stuff like there's this one called magnetic rose which is kind of like a haunted house in space kind of thing i, I recommend Damn. that one matt you probably like that one
1: yeah that's just sounds yeah <laughs> 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 yeah
2: um it's one like one of my friends that's his favorite like like animated movie ever so look that up
1: tonight yeah Yeah, I mean that's Um, that's pretty like typical for anime right like it usually starts out as a manga
2: yeah I I would I would say more more often than not I I think the 80s and the 90s we there was like a a big um, swell of of original animated features uh, as well as shows um, because like if you get into the history it's uh, like the, <laughs> the economy was good. So they had money to throw around for stuff.
3: <laughs> um,
1: I wish we had that here. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, the closest we kind of have to here is like they made umbrella Academy. That's a comic book. I would like to see animated features be taken
2: more seriously. Like this is mm-hmm. um, like you said, Zach, like it's, it's very, um, it's snubbed often a lot or often at the Oscars. It would be cool. Like I, I like animation that is for adults. That isn't just like edgy stuff all the yeah. time. Like that's, yeah. that's fine, but I would like to see like cool shit being animated, like Spider Verse or something. Right. Yeah. So Perfect Blue is a mindfuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. I feel like. This is the type of movie where, like, we can't even talk about the plot. Like, let's just talk about how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the plot is there, but it's not yeah. so much like, uh, yeah. I guess we needed a plot like to show off this animation, but it's one of those things that it's more of an experience than an actual yeah. like, yeah, like story you can break down because it utilizes so much of its own mediums to tell its story that it's hard to describe it in any other format than by just watching it yeah Mm -hmm. um like i could say like yeah like like zach did basically Uh, i I could just summarize the plot but that doesn't necessarily tell you anything about the movie without if if you don't see it yeah yeah Yeah. there's so much going on in it that like it's like you just gotta watch it
1: (laughs) yeah and that and that's the coolest thing about animation you don't necessarily need that all the time it's like mark said it's an experience
2: yeah i, I think like there are ways to, to analyze it because it's so complex mm-hmm. narratively speaking like um obviously we're all dudes but i'm sure like someone who identifies as a woman would have way more to say about that aspect because it touches on so much yeah um yeah. in terms of like um, what women experience whether it's cultural expectations yeah like cultural expectations patriarchy being like so public as like you know you go through a life change the way Mima does because i think one of the top things that you could that could stress people out like is uh, uh shifting to a new job so she's going from pop idol to actress and I don't think they ever say her, her age, but I'm assuming it's like maybe like twenties or something like early twenties. Yeah. Cause 'cause most pop idols are like in their teens, I assume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like that, that aspect is something like, you know, I, I can't, Oh, none of us comment on it, but I, we're obviously aware of it in that sense. It would be cool to hear like a, like a voice in that aspect um i'm sure like because you mentioned megan had seen it zach so she probably has a lot to say on that
1: yeah yeah and uh like i think on our silence of the lambs episode we had uh han on and i think she talked about yeah that like her experience and like what she sees through her eyes from that movie and stuff
2: yeah i i think one one thing i've heard is that since we mentioned the internet aspect being like Uh, a burgeoning thing in this movie, like now that's more of a reality for everyone because we present ourselves online on social media as like an avatar version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we curate like what, what we present. We don't show like our whole lives to people. And in this movie, it comments on the fact like when, you know, that image is broken for like the wrong person, it can lead to, that person going crazy and all that. Yeah. Uh, and now with like, you know, you got like influencers and people becoming Insta famous or whatever, or TikTok or switch, uh, like when, like that's a reality for so many more people, because back in the nineties, like the only people that really experienced that level of, of fame were like celebrities, but now anyone could be a celebrity. Yeah. And one of the horrors like that I've heard is that like, Oh, what if, you know, this could happen to anyone now. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's terrifying to think like like if Matt and Zach like if you blow up one day and one day <laughs> you're like yeah we're only covering romantic comedies and then the wrong fan is just like no fuck right. this like-
1: yeah I mean like even on our like we are nowhere near I don't even check our numbers I don't know if anybody even listens to our <laughs> podcast but like I think both uh, my wife and I and Matt like we stream on Twitch and we don't have like crazy numbers or anything, but I've even experienced and seen the different experience firsthand of me as a guy streaming compared to her as a woman streaming. Like she, she's already had to deal with simps and creepy people like at the low level she's already at. So it's definitely a very different experience.
2: In in a lot of ways, this movie is actually pretty uh, comparable to, I I just realized a a newer horror movie called um, Cam about uh, a a cam girl who like finds that there's someone trying to replace her and like get rid of her but is it her you know like Mm. and like that that's kind of an interesting like again like the dna of this movie isn't so many things so that to move it to like oh imagine if you were on the internet and you did sex work (laughs) like yeah uh yeah, that that like if if you think too much about like the implications that this movie has, especially in a modern context, it like it becomes that much more terrifying. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. I highly recommend there's a YouTuber named Glink uh G L I N K. He has a video called the para I forget exactly what it is, but it's the parasocial relationship of Twitch, and he goes into that of like how these viewers, because they can just talk to you straight up, but it, like they think there's more of a connection there than there actually is, and how that can spiral, and like he go, it's like a forty-minute video. He goes in depth and is way smarter than I can explain it. So I definitely recommend checking that out.
2: Yeah, uh, I. I remember Matt, I was telling Matt about this where he messaged me like, oh dude, I'm so sorry, like you're getting a lot of shitty comments on that post Uh, because sometimes my tweets go viral and it's never like for stuff that like, hey, I made this cool doodle (laughs) 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 and it was like critical of something and I saw that message from Matt and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I go look and it's all these people mad that I was criticizing like I think it was like the Third Amendment. I made a joke like about the Third Amendment and then people got mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, like of all the things, like, all you yeah. did was point out, hey, do you guys know the Third Amendment exists? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was like a gif from American Horror Story with Emma Roberts going, surprise, bitch. Thought you'd seen the last of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I got like a lot of like angry comments or something, but I have quality filter on Twitter, so I didn't see them. That's good. Until I actually clicked on it. (laughs) But I did, I do remember like um, something I I tweeted out went viral like that. And uh, I had posted a picture. I took a screen cap for when I was playing online with my girlfriend. And somebody's like, You virgin. And I was like, I just said I had a girl. <laughs> so the internet is also dumb, guys. So don't <laughs> worry. You know, <laughs> I mean that I mean worry, but uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's
1: just what we're talking about, though. Like it now it can happen to anybody, no matter how much fame you have. Just yeah. takes the wrong person to see your stuff.
2: Yeah, like uh like a, a lot of times you could. See anything from like a news source, and any like people who oppose the story, they're automatically like, nah, this sucks. They're like, they'll have a link to some conspiracy theory as why yeah. it's wrong or something.
1: Uh, it's it's weird. Serious, uh, a serious episode not a lot of jokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right all
2: right let's let's lighten it up um, <laughs> let's talk about something cool i really like the way in the end chase sequence it's maybe some of the best running animation i've ever seen that was cool the way she slams into things when she like jumps stairs and stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really, they really that utilize neat. that that squash and stretch and yeah. The, yeah. the the movement, the, the motion. Zach, would you say were those ones or twos? I feel like you have a good eye. Like, <laughs> for
1: <this>? I mean, <laughs> it being the '90s, I would say the whole movie was probably in ones, but I could be wrong. Uh, I just imagine trying to do that whole movie in twos would be it <laughs> make their life miserable, break your brain. Um, I
2: think I think it's probably, like, mostly twos and then ones for where
1: it counts. Like in Spider-Verse, how Miles Morales is animated on ones as he's learning and then slowly starts being animated in twos as he gets more smooth. So that's, like, an animation technique to, u- to like, something that's more hectic or not as smooth, like, a yeah. fight scene that might be messy could be done in ones instead of twos. Yeah, there's...
2: I think there's a there's a term for it in in japanese animation called sakuga which is where like they mostly you know animate on twos and then there's that those moments where the budget comes in and they go up to ones. um like if if you ever watch one punch Man, you'll know exactly where they where they have that stuff mm-hmm. um highly recommend the uh, one <laughs> anime i have seen hey. <laughs> yeah um if you watch something like Akira, that whole movie is on once Mm -hmm. like, and and you can tell. And I I think there's that moment in the movie in perfect blue where she's running through a hallway and uh, you can see like everything is, is on once. And I remember there's a part where she's going down a hall and she turns, but you see it from her perspective. And I was just like, oof. I would not want to draw that like having yeah. to keep track of that perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I also had to watch this with subtitles. So I didn't have that much attention on what was going on. Cause I was trying to, cause every, everything is confusing as it is. I was trying to keep up with that as well, but um, cause also it being anime too. And not like a more cartoony sort of anime, like everything being realistic, not, everything is animated like i made a joke about one scene where there's just two guys who are just still they were <laughs> animated and i found that funny um <laughs> but that so like there's also like some more static elements in the backgrounds and everything so not everything's all animated so definitely during those fight scenes everything was Look,
2: it looks good <laughs> it's very
1: pretty i am not an
2: animation boy so i'm just... It does look good.
1: You guys, you guys are right. <laughs> um, the, there's that one shot uh, that I was like, ooh, why do they make them do that? There's a mirror behind her and they push the camera oh, in. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they had to when maintain not, that.
2: Like, oh,
1: <laughs> Yikes.
2: Well, there's so much reflection stuff like that. Like, at one point, there are clouds moving and they're reflected in the water in the ground when they're having, like, the rain. So oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just
1: like, man, I meant, like, would not want to draw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think also, too, like, how, Matt, you are saying, like, the running and fight scenes, like, best animation. Like, for me, I didn't because i think the main thing with a movie like this too the illustrations are so good and everything to where they can kind of slack a little bit on the animation yeah because like to me yeah. the animation wasn't so crazy like the movement itself but the poses were so strong the yeah, design was, was more so like strong. The,
2: you could really like steal the hits because yeah. of where they would yeah, the t- the yeah the timing yeah the timing was spot on i i think because it's realistic they had to be spot on yeah. like you could get away with something more fantastical not being like realistic quote unquote um because it's real it looks more realistic they have to animate things to move and have that sense of weight where like yeah you believe that because obviously you're you're a human so you know how how a body would feel in, in motion mm-hmm. or like a strike and I think the sound, especially, uh, helps with that. Like when they have those those fight scenes with like the knives and the sh- the can I mean, say shank, the ice pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really
1: kind of elevates the impact of
2: of of those things.
1: Yeah, and timing is the most important thing ever in animation yeah. so if like the timing was off in any of those it you wouldn't feel it as much like when she got freaking just one of them got shanked to death and yeah. you yeah, felt you, you felt every yeah. single stab because uh. the timing was just like perfect it <laughs> me yeah this
3: uh this movie's
1: really good guys like this is why i wanted to pick this one too and got so excited about an animated horror movie to do because like that's why i i'm not mad that we didn't joke around and stuff because animation should be taken seriously and i'm glad we could have these sort of in-depth technical conversations about it yeah
2: well, I mean, we made jokes during the movie, but this movie, like, there's not like a whole lot to joke about. Yeah, we did yeah. it like at the beginning <laughs> and like at the end, and in the middle, we were just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I wish I, I wish horror and animation were taken more seriously. Like, there should be a yeah. category for both of them. Um, and I I feel like uh, one thing I was gonna say. Is there's a lot of visual storytelling in the background illustration?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, like uh, Mima's room specifically. I remember it stood out because like like she has that PlayStation or whatever, and all those books and albums. And maybe it's not like necessarily ever mentioned, but are like the fish Matt said those. I guess those become prominent. But like that stuff tells you a lot about who she is. Yeah, she's you know, it really lived me. in. Yeah, in her private life, like who the real her is versus the public life, which is often um, you're, you're watching, it almost seems voyeuristic when you're watching her out in public. And and sometimes it is because you don't realize or you don't know if you are the stalker, like you're watching from the perspective of the stalker Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, versus when she's in her room and it's very calm and soothing, like the, especially the color choices. Versus outside, it's like harsh light, uh, almost like if, if if you're under a spotlight being, you know, uh, watched. Especially the parts in the studio, but since filling the stuff in in public, um, all the stuff is just like very precise choices. That's just like chef's kiss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and like we're talking about while we were watching the movie, like background painting is a job in itself so you have an entire team dedicated to adding all those little chef kisses while everybody else is focusing on animation and characters
2: yeah like if if you know um i think one of the best examples that i've seen of a bad um like room design i guess um, i don't think that's a technical term but <laughs> it should be um it, there's i think some people have pointed to Rob Liefeld's comics. Yeah. You've <laughs> pointed those for a lot of things, Rob. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I want to say it's like a Captain America book where he shows Captain America's room, and it's basically, you know, bed, nightstand, lamp, maybe some drawers, Generic and that's it. Room. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, people have these in their houses, right? <laughs> I don't live in mine, like... <laughs> um but but mima specifically there's a lot of personality to her in addition to like her design as well as her clothing choices but in the design of her room if if that room was very like devoid of any life internally it would be like wow this like this is kind of weird like doesn't yeah. you would know she's crazy because she doesn't have any. <laughs> Well, one of the most useful like tips I ever got when someone was going through my portfolio was they were looking at the rooms that they were like, there's nothing in these like literally go into your room when you get home and start with like um, doorknobs and make a list of everything you can see in your room. Because it's like there's molding, there's a bed, there's shells, what's on the shelves? there's books, what kind of books, they're comic books there's cds there's records what kind of records there's a record player
1: you know i like how you listed molding before anything else
2: (laughs) well (laughs) because that's if you're starting from the ground up that's what you're gonna hate like because that's the type of stuff people forget about it's like oh yeah i'll put it in the shelf yeah what was what's what's on the walls like If you don't put any of that, it doesn't feel real.
1: Yeah, because in a way, like her room was a character of the movie. It changes with her. She took down her pop idol posters to like show how she was changing. Her fish died. Like they, it it changed with her.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like that, that end, like, you know, the the conclusion, it wasn't her room. It was a fake version of her room that Mm -hmm. was actually Rumi's room. Because, like, when she opened the window, like, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be there. This isn't my room. And then all shit goes to hell. <laughs> <It's>
1: so good. <laughs> yeah, because it, it also was told in her uh wardrobe design, because at first she was, like, all pink and had all of these pop idol outfits, and then, like, by the end of it, she has sunglasses and slick back hair, and she's a movie yeah, star now. Yeah, she's not
2: wearing any makeup. She's, yes. yeah. But, but also, like, because that that color choice uh, I've heard is like that's the fake Nima like those that, that pink those harsh red yeah. and stuff. Yeah. um but if you notice like throughout the movie like as she starts to think she's going crazy like her world starts to become more harsh and more pink like it's bleeding out into the reality mm. as almost as it's it's leaving her body when her, her clothes they start to become faded and stuff um she- and then and at the end she gets like she's in the red car or whatever she has the, the don't you forget about me moment <laughs> i am real i remember because i saw it dubbed originally so i remember the line at the end was like i'm the real me and then it ended <laughs> like she laughed <laughs> uh, i think that should just not do it uh unless anybody has any closing thoughts on perfect blue uh sometimes anime is cool but anime fans are not <laughs> I stand That's by right. that <laughs> uh, all weebs suck <laughs> what was it you said when we opened this up Zach you went oh man this movie looks good but everything they're recommending after it is all just weeb bullshit oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled it up
1: on Amazon and it was like customers who watch this also watch and I was like oh this is a bunch of weeb shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: probably good weeps just suck i i am the only good anime fan in the universe (laughs) i will always recommend anime that is good everyone else is a liar so we're only gonna ask you from now on Mark. (laughs) yeah on that note mark where can everybody find you um you can't because we're in quarantine Uh, (laughs) but you can find my stuff on the internet i am mark l dude on instagram and twitter Markle Sparkles. get to bring it back. <laughs> uh, or Markle Dude if, you, if, you are, if you're if nasty. you nasty. <laughs> um, MarkLDude.com. Markle Dude if you're nasty. Uh, if you have a pigeon that can bring letters, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Don't let them out right now because California is burning at the yeah. time of this recording. Hopefully it stops by the time you hear this. Subscribe to my Patreon, and we'll buy a fax machine. <laughs> it's a first-tier goal. Yeah. <laughs> and where can they find you two besides this podcast? Well, you can find me at I Draw Paintings on almost everything, except on Twitch, where I draw painting. No S. It's cleaner. So, yeah. <laughs> Zach, where can everyone find you?
1: As Zach Shirk on Instagram, and that's it. And as always...
2: That was like a really good Vincent Price. Add add Vincent Price
1: saying "nanny" at the end of that, please. (laughs) He wouldn't say a nanny; he'd be like nanny. Do it! Do
2: it! Do it! Do it! Nanny.
0: (laughs) As the vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at mattmakezack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at Zack, or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. (laughs) Mwahahahaha!